Ashland. Which sounds like a threat, doesn't it? <laughs> We're back. Guess who's back? We're back. <sighs> it's us. It's it is I, Lisa. And it's also Andre and, and Ian. I'm, Hello. I'm, I'm still speaking for them. You know. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we're back like, uh, what? We're back like bucket hats, like that um, STD you thought you got rid of. We're back like, we're back like uh, back insurrection. second year of the, of the insurrection, yeah. <laughs> we decided to come back on January 6th. That's when we're recording the podcast. You'll get it much later. Uh, as we are recording this podcast on a Friday evening, we don't have a speaker of the fucking house. Uh, because the Koo Caucus can't, you know, um, stop cooing. But a lot of stuff has happened. Oh, my God. Where do we even start? I mean, it's, there's so much. Uh, but we decided to come back for a reunion. Wasn't there a pandemic? Yeah, we did, yeah we're still doing the pandemic. Yeah, no, Joe Biden said there's no pandemic. Oh, so there's, there's, yeah. Joe Biden said it's over. Yeah. So just ignore the BXX thing that's going around. It's yeah. probably just a cold. Don't wear your yeah. mask. You'll be fine. <laughs> it's just a little flu. It's ain't just a, a little a flu, flu, and you can just die suddenly of it. It's fine, or be uh, dependent upon your loved ones for the rest of your life. Don't worry about it. It's completely fine. I got I got that RSV um, around Halloween. That did, shit. Did you? That shit. Yeah, I thought it was COVID at first because it like knocked me on my ass. Oh, you're not kidding. No, I'm not kidding at all. <laughs> My no. God! I actually, I'm, pr- I'm like fairly certain it was RSV. Holy shit! Um, did you have you got? I, did you get COVID? I did. <gasps> I also got, I got COVID, guys. It got me. Oh my! Only God. once though. See, Some people are on like their third, fourth, fifth yeah. trip with COVID. Right. By this yeah. point, those people are growing extra heads. <sighs> yeah. There's, there's. We should explain what has happened or not <laughs> happened. Mm. So we shut the podcast down. What did you say our last podcast was? Our last podcast was December thirty first, twenty twenty. Really, go like that late in the year? Wait, twenty twenty? Yeah, I thought two thousand nineteen. Oh. No, twenty twenty. Really? Yeah. So we went through that whole year. We were rolling with the whole pandemic thing. We were doing pandemic yeah. podcasts. Were we? I can't see the yes. thing is I can't remember. I have pandemic brain. Does anybody we else did have like pandemic a two parter on the presidential election? Oh, fuck. Okay. Oh wow. I should probably go back and listen to the fucking podcast, huh? So yeah, I li- I li- as if it was like a TV show, I watched the last or listened to the last episode in preparation. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to know where we left things off. Right. And I, it was it was interesting because I think at one point we were talking about like where, co- where COVID's going to go. And then you sort of like half joked like, yeah, we still won't be able to hug people in 2023. And I was like, oh, my God, it's 2023. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm still not hugging people in 2023. Nope. I'm not even going near people. I'm like it in my mind. It's I'm still, still wearing my mask. It's still March 2020. I'm one of those people. Yeah, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, cards and letters. I won't answer them or read them or give a fuck. But I haven't gotten COVID, and I'm not trying to be braggadocious. I you there's so many things that can be triggered by COVID, and here's why I've avoided it. I don't want to be you know I don't Ian doesn't I don't need to take care of me. It's a lot to to put on someone, and then also Alzheimer's runs in my family, and I hear that that triggers you know that could be one of the triggers also you know i kind of fit into a lot of the categories of the people who get like super sick so that's why i've avoided it i feel a little self-conscious saying it that no it's a flex you can say it 
But it's I'm not, a flex. I don't want to flex on somebody. I know we're called super dodgers or whatever. And then people are like, I oh, should live your life. I ran into my neighbor. Is that what they're, is that what they're calling them? Super dodgers? Super dodgers. Yeah. And okay. it's just, we just wear, Weird. Ian wears a full on uh, N95 mask. That thing is fucking serious. I mean, as you should. And when he's on set and he's, you know, 17 hours, he's wearing this thing. And he's, uh, he comes home and he, he says, like, for hours, he feels like there's this thing on his face. Let's back up, though. So the reason that we we decided, you know, we kind of ran its course for a while. Actually, we had a good time. We covered a bunch of shows. We talked about a bunch of stuff. We had tea times and a lot of fun. And then I think we all kind of got a little worn down by that year of 2020 that I can't yeah. obviously remember. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you and I kind of had a falling out yeah we did you want to walk i feel like we're, i feel like we're doing our like megan and harry oprah special or something <laughs> and then he grabbed me by my necklace and threw me to the floor <laughs> were you silent or were you silenced i was silenced <laughs> by myself no, i mean i don't know we no. we did have a falling out we tr- attempted to start another podcast and what we did what like four episodes did we four actually record episodes? anything we did. Oh my we god! We did record and put out a few episodes. I don't think we recorded more than four or five. But we didn't watch the say. podcast, though. We did, dude. Yeah, I think I think I need to get a memory. I think I need to get a memory check. I think <laughs> I need to actually go and maybe see somebody. Please tell me this is pandemic brain, and that I. It's probably a trauma response. That's what TikTok says. It's probably a what? A trauma response. It could be, but I also think since the pandemic, I've just gotten foggy. There's also a lot of things going no, on. No, same. Yeah. Okay. So we, we put out, a, we, it was called Do What Now? Yeah. I th- we had some good ideas, I thought, for that it, I think it, it was also a really great title. I think so, too. We did labor. I remember laboring over the title for a good, like, two weeks. Yeah. We, yeah. And, and then you used some cool graphics. Anyway, we were doing that. In the middle of that, we kind of, I don't know, creative differences – yeah. Uh, maybe tonal differences. Uh, I think the stakes felt different. But I remember like feeling like you were talking down to me and I was, and I didn't like it. And I was trying to tell you I didn't like it. And I think I attempted, it only, like it only, the talking down feeling only lasted a week, but it was enough. I was like, we've been friends for years. Yeah. Why is, why is he talking down to me like this? And I yeah. tried to reach out, and I, I didn't try. For my part, I didn't try hard enough. And I think I was just uh, – this is also April of 2021, this part I remember. Yeah. Because we hadn't even gotten the – I think we were still getting the second booster was coming out, right? No, the second – I think just like the second dose was coming out around that time. That's right. So it was I around that booster, time. Yeah. yeah, and I think Nancy yeah. Pelosi had kneeled wearing a kenta cloth and something. Um, something with Nancy Pelosi, yeah. Nancy Pelosi, yeah. And it was just like, but I remember it It just, it hit me wrong and I didn't, I felt like I was being gaslit or whatever. I don't even remember exactly my feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, oops. But I just remember feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm going to step away from this for now. But mm-hmm. I don't remember thinking I'm never going to talk to this person again. I just thought, I just wanted to shut down and just not deal anymore yeah and so you sent me a video i watched it i respond I, I felt like oh he's reaching out but that also hit me wrong and then i just bounced mm. um 
And then that was it for like a year and a half? Fuck. A year and a half. Shit. On yeah. your side of it, what was going on? Because you're like in your head, you're, you're I, saying to me, I wasn't talking down to you. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm trying to like rem- like remember what was going on around that. I know I like at the time I was like ramping up into doing like full-time freelancing. And I think, did we just, no, of course we didn't. I was already doing Avatar Hour at that point. I think we were like starting like a new season of that. Yeah. And then I was doing like full-time editing for do what now? You had a lot and, of in the fire. Yes, you did. Yeah. And I think, I think like after the falling out and like I processed it, I think it, it ultimately, I think just came down to, um, we both went in with preconceived expectations yeah, and I notions agree. of what it was going to be. Yeah. And they turned it out to be much more disparate than we thought. Yeah. So when we weren't clicking the same way when we were doing Ashlyn, I think that created like some conflict, which I think is, I think it's, it's a pretty fair way of assessing the situation. Yeah. But, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. I see that too. But yeah, but I mean, but in that in that year and a half, I I constantly entertained the notion of being like, should I reach out? Should I say something? And I was also I was just too scared because I didn't know what the reaction was going to be. And you said like, you know, you you keep saying like, I know I'm scary and shit, but that's just not even a you thing. That's just me in general of being scared of what someone's reaction to something like that is going to be. Because I also yeah. I don't think I've ever had something like that happen. Where such like a close friendship just kind of like, like in I don't want to say incinerated in my hands because that sounds really dramatic, but that's kind of like what it felt like in the moment. So I was like, I don't know what to do. But then you reached out, yeah, like literally like what three weeks ago? Yeah, it was like right before Christmas, I think. Um, and then we talked and catched up, and we said let's do a reunion, and here we are. It's interesting because you were so gracious about I I think I hit you on your DMs and Instagram, and you were like right there, like you weren't yeah. But, I, and it, you know, and I told you, I said, it, it got weird for me. I acted weird. I handled it badly. I like the way you just put it just now. I agree with that assessment, those disparate kind of expectations of what that podcast was going to be. Um, but you were just like right back there. And then, and I I just missed my friend. I, you know, whether we were going to do yeah. a podcast or not, I just missed my friend. I missed all of our talks. We're two completely different generations. There's a whole generation in between us. You're kind of mm-hmm. a tweener. You're sort of a you're a millennial slash Gen Zer. Is early millennial, late Gen Z? I don't know. Yeah, and I'm sort of a Some, I'm 64, so I'm like I don't think like boomers, but you know I'm from that. I'm straddling that a little bit, so it's like boomer Gen Xer. <clears throat> and ironically, the podcast was about two people from those generations being able to talk. Hey, uh, and and Ian, what was going on with you over there? It's just pandemic. <laughs> watching this happen between his wife and his podcasting partner and friend. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it, everyone had a lot on their plates and it yeah. was just a lot on everyone. I mean, to the point where it's like, literally, I cannot remember 2020. Like, yeah. same. I mean, I remember staying alive, but there's just a lot of things that either I've, I've, my mind has thought, okay, this is uh, a little bit too traumatic to remember, or maybe my brain is just like unnecessary information. Let's get rid of it now, and then just yeah. keep space for what you 
really need. Yeah, you know? we went from like a like a two terabyte Mac hard drive to like a iPod Touch from two thousand four. <laughs> like there's <laughs> like we, I I completely agree, and I I yeah. do. I mean, it was a very traumatizing year for everybody. Oh, and oh, I yeah, think people what? like wrinkle when I say that because they think of like like that big T trauma, but there's like that little T trauma that everyone kind of, exp- I mean, all of our lives were severely and suddenly disrupted. Absolutely. And I don't think, I don't think it's a coincidence that hardly anyone remembers what went down. I think it's because a lot of the days just bled together because we were living the same day groundhog style, groundhog dick style. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I literally, the only thing I remember for 2020 is the presidential election. And that's it. January 6th. January 6th. <laughs> watching a coup live on TV, watching everybody say it was like not what it was. And we're still being gaslit. But we've also kind of grown, like through the Trump years, um, this podcast, Ashlyn, started, what, around 2018? 17. 17. Wow. There yeah. you go. At the, the beginning of the Trump administration. It wasn't an answer to the Trump administration. It just happened to come around at that time. So... We've all been going on this journey together, all of us, all over the world, watching America implode, watching, you know, democracy's tires being kicked, tested, uh, and to this day, until slashed, until today on, you know, the House floor, you're seeing this, these dissenters, these people who have not paid any sort of consequences for their actions. Like, so we've, I feel like I've been hijacked in a way, and I've, Part of that is letting myself be hijacked, I guess. And, and part of it is also, Ian points out something. We talk about this around the house a lot. is just staying alive, you know, just staying alive and staying whole and staying yeah. sane. Yeah. Yeah. We're all still, I think, in survival mode constantly. Yeah. Um, and I talked to um, Chris about that a lot, too, how just like most days just feels like we're just just trying to scrape by and just like find little like pockets of joy where we can but i think it's hard it's just everything is so expensive everything is so fucked up <laughs> yeah just love it i guess i don't know we rung in 2023 and we were like here we go again yeah I, I was trying to be hopeful i'm not a big resolutions person i'm not a big oh yeah the year but i i was trying to trying to do something this year to be a little bit different yeah but then you go right into this you know, because I do, we do follow politics closely because it's our fucking lives. It affects yeah. everything that we do. Uh, but just seeing this vote, going, this is this is what we're doing. It, this, this is, is insane. This is how we're starting. Is this, with this? I bullshit. vote for President Donald John oh Trump. My God, you okay, fucking sit down. asshole! And like, it's just the the fact that Marjorie Taylor Greene is allowed to even be in Congress. What are her constituents thinking? Oh my Come God, on, she's not going to serve you, Bobert. All these people. It's like a Russian op. And you know, since we've um, been away, a whole war has broken out. Um, <gasps> Oh, yeah, that. Ukraine's (laughs) fighting for its lives, you know. Uh, We've seen an American basketball, a queer American basketball player, black woman, uh, taken, you know, into custody for literally no reason. And then just just the the shitty things that people say about Brittany Griner still grinds my gears. Like, Um, just how ugly people have uh, allowed themselves to be. And then... A lot of us are just hunkered down uh, in that mental bunker, just going, fuck. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you try all kinds of ways to, to survive it. You try to laugh about it or, you know, for a long slog of this, I was drinking my way through it and now I've decided not to do that. Um, pick your vice and laying down the vices and trying to move and trying, we're trying to exercise instead of, you know, smoking and drinking ourselves to death, you know, and whatever you try though, it just feels like, is it enough? And that's kind of where, but I remember in 2020 when this happened, just being exhausted by where we were in, in the country, where I was personally, and it wasn't even really you. I mean, I know it wasn't you. I think it was just me just going, I I don't know what's going on, but I can't handle it. And you weren't doing, yeah. you know, you weren't twirling your mustache and blowing up bridges <laughs> or anything. I just think that yeah. we we were expecting things out of something and I just, I dropped the ball. I also will confess that I do have a, I have ghosted a bunch of people in the past, but they were problematic people. You weren't problematic. Um. And that was a culling part of my life many years ago. But so this one was one of those things you pick it right back up and go, what does this mean? And it you right. could have killed it that night when I reached out. You could have said, fuck off. And I would have been like, off. fair enough, you know. And yeah, I, no. I, I think I think on I think on on my part, I think it was just it was adding stakes to something that didn't really need stakes. And I think that was also just kind of a a source of a source of conflict for us because and I don't even really know where that came from and I, I'm i fairly certain it was because I was ramping up and trying to get into that freelancer thing and like being very de- like divisive with my time and if like if I'm putting in the work for this I like want it to be successful and stuff but it was just like it's funny now because we were just talking about this before we came on the landscaping of podcasting itself is so different Yeah. Um. like I feel like we're like one of like the OG <laughs> podcasts like like the, I don't even know you mean what free? to call it. Well, <laughs> we're yeah. free and yes. we're not up your ass with like true crime and we're not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But everyone and their mothers has a podcast now, which was starting to happen when uh, we left as a consequence to the pandemic. Um, but now it's like, what what was this thing that like very few people did is now just like the next career move for a lot of celebrities who yeah. need to be relevant again. And I don't mean that to sound mean, even though it was pretty mean, but that's just kind of what it is. So it's, it's both, it's both really easy and really hard to make a good podcast nowadays. Cause it's like, you just got to give people a reason to, to listen. Well, I think people are looking for different things. You know, people are more people are working at home. It used to be drive yeah. time, listening to podcasts. Now people are, I think that people are looking for connection more than anything. I listened to oh, podcasts yeah. before to connect with people and I'm seeking them out again uh, for that reason. But people, some people want to have their outrage fed. Some people are looking for information. Like you said, there's a lot of celebrities that are looking for a way to make a buck, you know, yeah. and hey, listen get your get your paper but uh and then there are people who are just really good at it there there are people that i want to spend i find them on a podcast and go oh fuck i didn't know the always sunny guys were having a podcast because they're just funny sitting in a room talking to each other yeah um and hopefully i don't know what here's the next question so now that we're all we've all made up kissing each other again and holding hands <laughs> um are Digital. we are we going Virtually. to digitally, guys? Digitally, digitally is uh, 
I mean, what is the, do we want to come back and do some more of these? Listeners, uh, send in your, no. Send Um, us $5.99. I don't know. I mean, push one for it. Yeah, Yeah, literally. If you, if you want to listen to more exclusive content, sign up for our Patreon at (laughs) $49.99. you know what the thing, not to divert from the question, I won't come back to this, but it's just my ADHD brain right now. The thing that I keep hearing on these podcasts that I edit is um, for the small fee of $29.99, you can access free exclusive materials on my Patreon. And I said, wait a minute, <laughs> if I'm paying $30, it's not free. And for some reason, people keep saying it. It's not even like the same person. I hear it almost literally every single podcast that i edit and it's like i don't know what's going on and i think um also in reaction to the pandemic there's been a lot of like alternative wellness podcasts that i've been getting work on and you can take with that what you will i've heard a lot of a lot of interesting things i will say well because so we're i not think all that's right. our logical next step i mean i think people um, is, are not is, all right and people are are <laughs> taking advantage of that there's a lot of people we just pointed out we're not well and there's all of these charlatans that come rolling out and go well you know what you need you need to put yeah. this reiki flower in your vagina and dance the watusi uh, and send me sixteen. Yeah, there's there is the listen. Get your get your money, and if that's making you feel good to spend your money that way, maybe you got the money to blow. I'm not I'm not crapping on that. You do your thing. I can't get away with it, and I'm not buying it. No, oh, yeah. But I think more than anything, I remember. You know, this is kind of our living room. This is where we come together. We talk about random stuff. We missed a whole season of House of the Dragon. Uh, which we are going to talk about i think the three of us you know we were we i would be sitting there watching house of the dragon going i wonder what andre would be saying yes same exact thing right like damon comes on screen and i'm like i know the three of us would have mutual thought and we'll get to the to house of the but there's a lot of things that happened where i would be like i wonder what andre's take would be on that. Did you ever think? Well, about me? did you ever like what would think about Andre in that sort of context, or is that was that just me? He's like, no, I never thought about him at all. I was um, gonna say he just say no, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I wondered what he was doing, but uh, like I said, I just there there are certain things that I have the capacity to really worry about, and and I was wishing Andre the very best, but I I mean, I just, I mean, what am I supposed to? I, I you compartmentalize yeah. it out. Yeah, I had to. It's a wonderful way to cope with things. No, we yeah, had, we had shit to to survive. You know, that's what and, you got to do. You know, work to find and to grind out, and you know, because of the pandemic, you know, work has been it has been really tough. So, I've had like other things that were sort of, you know, preoccupying me. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I missed you know some of the fun times, like you know chatting and you know cutting up and stuff but definitely yeah. watching a show together and being in group text and when we we rewatched at the end of 2021 or is it 2022 fuck who cares we rewatched Mr. Robot and i remember we and you weren't around you weren't in our mix so this was during the breakup and um we had a whole we we stepped away from Mr. Robot with a whole different appreciation of it, mm. and 
understood what a very well-made show was and how perfect it was and how all questions were answered. Um, because I remember kind of snarling up about it a little yeah. bit when it first ended and not understanding that ending. Yeah. I, remember I do that. remember that. And then we went back and, and watched it. And, and I want to say that was at the end of last year. I want to say it was around New Year's. We finished, because yeah. I was looking at my uh, pictures the other day, and I was like, I think we finished New Year's End last 21. year. 21, yeah. And we were like, what a fucking perfect show. And how we were under so much, you know, you just change. I mean, we're just changed. We have changed with, Yeah. I don't, I'm not saying I'm a 180% different person. I'm just saying I don't think the same way I did when I started this podcast, when the pandemic started, when... Andre and I had the falling out. I don't, it's really weird. I feel very removed from that person. I don't know if this is like, if this is what you're saying and if other people experience this, but it's like your thought process changes. What, yeah. Whatever you used prior to a certain watershed moment, um, all that criteria that you used to judge it, is, I feel it's just completely thrown out the window for me. Yeah. And I just, I completely, I approach just everything differently from the food I buy to where I park and how I park. It's weird. Yeah. It's just fucking weird. It's pandemic you know, it's, and it's insurrection. A, it's, yeah. yeah, but it's it's a good sign that we're all growing. Because, I mean, if we look back two years ago and, like, are perfectly happy with the decisions we made, all the decisions we made that we thought were good decisions or, like, thought processes, and we were just like, yeah, I still think that way. I mean, you know. We're growing. It's proof that that we're growing. Because I was listening, I was listening to some of our older podcasts, and I I did enjoy it. But sometimes I was like, I don't, I don't even know who that person is. Like talking about listening to what I was saying, because I was like, I feel like I'm such a different person from that. And maybe this is just me post processing 2020, and now I'm processing 2021 because that's the backlog that's working with me right now. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's just proof that we're all we're all growing, and I think it's a it's a good thing. Yeah, I feel the same way. I I, I think I was spot checking episodes, and that that sparked me to to DM you on Instagram. It's like just you know, it makes me cringe. I mean, I'll have a thought from yesterday straight into my brain and go, what, what the fuck? I'm up my own butt. <laughs> like I never take myself that seriously, um, and you always get in trouble when you do. And I would be very earnest on the podcast and be like, oh, you don't even know what you're talking about. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. Just like get over yourself. And now that I kind of felt that way too. Yeah. But now we have something to actually worry about. Like our, our democracy literally could fucking crumble. Like, I don't know. I'm like, I have dreams sometimes. Like, do I need to, do I need to like learn how to weapons train? You know, I've had so many dreams where I'm in Bakhmut or somewhere in the Donbass you know, running with people, like going, is that coming for us? Is this coming to America? And then I'm like, okay, you need to calm down and, you know, watch something fun and, like, take yourself for a walk. I don't know. Like, um, the things that I worried about before, I do not worry about now. Same. Yeah. Uh, one of the big things that I feel like I've I've changed on is I very rarely and hardly ever – engage with anyone on the internet when it comes to talking about a, like a movie or a TV show. Um, mostly because people don't know what the, how the fuck to watch anything anymore. <laughs> and um, 
I and I mean that with all the love and light in my heart, but I I swear to God there is, and I'm I'm like very convinced it has something to do with the pandemic because there's this thing that's going on right now where it's it's the internet right now is currently in in anti into into how do you fucking say it intellectualistic movement where everyone's like it's just not that deep, and I think that has just come from like um people being so burnt out on literally critically thinking anything that when we watch things now, I think a lot of people just like woefully misinterpret or completely forget very important things. Cause when house of the dragon was going and I was seeing what some people were thinking about the show, I was like, I feel like we're all watching a very different show. (laughs) And also, you also have people who were not there for Game of Thrones. Like, you got, like, 16-year-olds from Gen Alpha coming like, this show supports incest, and if you watch it, you also support incest. I said, okay, let's go outside and, like, look at the sky a little bit and just, like, touch some of the grass and feel the dirt in your hands, you know? So so that's a big thing that I don't – I just don't do anymore. I'll talk to my, like, my friends from, like, college about things that we all watch. And occasionally I'll talk to Chris about something. Um, but I just don't talk to people a whole lot anymore about movies or TV shows because I have my opinions and I don't always feel the need to share them all the time. Or just even, like, explain why I think something is this way or that way. I'm just like, this is just what I think. I don't really feel like I owe anybody an explanation as to why I think that way. I, you know, I don't know if y'all feel the same. No, I totally get that. I totally get that. You know, And yeah. even, it, you know, I would add another one to that. Part of me is just like I don't want to know the, the person's opinion. Same. I don't have the time. Same. I don't have most the of the time. time. Just it'll just make me angry. <laughs> well, I just don't. Yeah, I don't have room for the judgment that's going to happen. <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> if you're freaked out about the incest on the TV show, where do you like read history books? <laughs> you also could just not watch it. Yeah, it's and I feel like they've also dumbed TV down just because people are so triggered. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of dumb shit that's really popular, and I'm like, okay, okay, I see what happened. I see people are tired, and you're just making shapes now and putting words <laughs> on making shapes. paper, and actors are well, sort do, of do saying wanna, them. Do you want to know my theory as to why that has happened? Sure. I think it it is 90% uh, what happened with Game of Thrones. I think so, too. I think... Uh, and this is just my assumption. This is based on literally nothing, but this is just the theory that I've been sitting on for two years. I think a lot of studios saw the fallout of that and went in a completely hyper-literal way of writing and making film and TV. So in an effort to kind of like not make anything too up in the air, like there's very few things nowadays where it's like, it's open to your interpretation. No, it's most of the time it's like, this is what this means, and we're going to tell you what this means, and you need to think about it this way. The blacks and, and the still greens the are point. fighting on yeah. House of the Dragon, but then yeah. in and the middle of the House and the blacks and the greens are fighting on House of the Dragon, <laughs> you have Damon is so hot and cute. I love him. He's such a wonderful uncle husband. And then I'm like, you know, Damon is a very problematic. Okay, no, okay, cool. I'm just not. I don't know who lives in your house. I don't know your relationship. No, but then he chokes the shadow to Rainier. Right. Everyone's cool. like, "That's it's character cool. assassination." Just, he would never do that. It's his love language. It's <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It doesn't matter that the guy who wrote the books is like 
my age, a little bit older than me, and he started writing the books in 1991. And if you want to get upset all over again, but but be informed, <laughs> you could the, that there's a book that came out in 2018 called, called Fire and Blood. It's about the Targaryens. And if you are freaked out by incest, wait till you read this family tree. This 23 and me has <laughs> got a lot of siblings, siblings, y'all. There's one dude who married both of his sisters. Yeah. Yeah. And they had a bunch of kids. And they, those children are the ancestors of the people that you're watching. You just So y'all were pissed off about Danny and John. Yeah. But I mean, now you're celebrating. Okay. I mean, nobody's making instant, but I don't, it doesn't matter to me. Nobody makes sense anymore. And I think this is what the MAGA fallout is now, is that they're just such a crazy machine. Just the circus came to town in 2016 and it never left. So I feel like when people are telling me that something is amazing, I'm just, I always sit down with, I never say it out loud, but my brain goes, I wonder how stupid this is going to (laughs) be. And I watch it, and then all the people that recommended it, like, didn't you love it? I'm like, it was entertaining. I don't want to hurt their feelings. So I want to get into it. And I want to go. Yeah. Because their brain, they're broken, too. Their brains are broken. Yeah. Everybody's dealing with so much stuff. I don't want to be that asshole. I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be rude. I don't want to hurt anybody's you know. feelings. Love what you love. If you love it, if you love your dumb, stupid Netflix show that I watched two seasons of and still don't understand was it the game? Were they in the game? Who was Alice in Border? I don't listen. I know you loved it. And I put in, I watched the whole two fucking seasons. I just don't feel about it the way you feel about it. So. And there's just a lot of garbage content out there lately. Oh my God. That's what I'm saying. I'm just, that's what I'm saying. There's just a lot of, they just, they're just throwing a hockey puck with like words and pictures on it into the street. And people are going, I love that TV show. Like, yeah, but then at the same time, I'm like, I'm so glad you love that thing. I will not be partaking. No, yeah. But I'm I'm so happy that that you love that thing. Um, also, fun fact: I was listening to one of our old episodes, and uh, I predicted that Winds of Winter was going to be out by 2022, and now I feel like a fool. <laughs> I um, just, n- should never, never predict bet. anything. Never take this about, bet. Never take it. No. Never take it. Although he did say he was. Didn't he say recently that he was like. I mean, I don't know if it's true. He said he was like 75%. As someone who's been trying to write a book for a long time, I understand exactly where he's coming from. He just wants you to shut up. He just wants you to leave him alone. He yeah, I feel down. so, I feel so, because so, yeah. when, when he was like working on House of Dragon, he, he can't put out anything without people being like, where's Winter Winter? Yeah. Where's Winter Winter, yeah. George? And he I'm goes like, outside to like chase his, you know, to get his dog back in the house. And someone's like, where's Winter Winter? As they drive by. Like, I, and I get it. I've been... Writing books is really hard, and and I'm not even near remotely as talented as George Martin, and I can only imagine the hell that he's in. And if I were him, after the way everybody acted about Game of Thrones, I would never finish it. I would just, oh my I would god, just keep, he is just, yeah. Oh, he is just an an impossible. Situation. I could, I could never, I could never. I think there's also probably, theories where people are like, there, he's not, he, it's done, but he's not going to release it until like after he's died. Or he's he's working on both Winds of Winter and Dream of Spring at the same time, and I'm like, I'll, I'm just my heart's out to him. It's going to take me ten years to get through all the books anyway, right. so he's and got. I just say don't finish it. I just if I was him, I would like fuck all y'all. And now that they've shelved all of his uh, the new idiots that are running like um, 
Warner Brothers. HBO, yeah. They're like, you know, they're shelving all of his projects anyway. So we're not going to see Snow beyond, even like John Snow beyond the wall, like running around with the wild things. We're I not thought they, cool replaced, they, they, they replaced the, the top brass. I don't know HBO. what's happening. Maybe, maybe this will turn around or maybe mm. Netflix will buy out these. I don't know. Oh, but I just know that you can't, I don't, only one brain and what two Two hands can sit at a keyboard, and there's no yeah. way that George can do all this shit and finish his books. So I'm like, yeah. I would just keep lying to people and never finish it, because fuck all y'all. Uh, yeah, talk about House of the Dragon real quick. So we loved it. I loved it. Yes. I loved, and you, so you know Ryan Condal, Miguel Sapchenik, I think I'm saying his name correctly, they are the guys who are putting this together. This is not D&D. So they're putting this together, and they're the poor bastards you had to do those huge uh, episodes on Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, Battle of the Bastards, uh, Marine, Battle of Marine, all the big ones. Anything mm-hmm. that was like, I think, uh, The Long Night, that yeah. was usually Miguel and there's like four of those guys, Jeremy Paduesa, I don't know how to say Pod, anyway, Jeremy, um, who worked on Station 11, which is also a great series. But um, so these guys who killed themselves and this massive crew, it killed themselves, put all that work into those eight seasons. We, we, yeah, okay, it was rushed. I don't want to hear your theories anymore of what happened. Yeah. <laughs> We've all heard it. But these guys came together and they took what they knew from that experience and they made sure, as you said earlier in the podcast, that they were going to make sure this landed. Yeah. So House of the Dragon is going – this is this team. This is this team. Don't get attached to these actors. We're going to age them up. Yeah. yeah. Calm down about this. We're getting to the Dance of Dragons, and you all need to just get on a team and fight on Reddit. We don't want to hear anything else. And then they have the volume, which is just as tedious, it seems like. But pro- it's probably tedious, but it's a lot less soul-killing than being in a field. <clears throat> And Miguel's going, it's raining, and now we have to rejigger the fight scene and the slog and all the hell that they went through. So just seeing the beautiful work that's gone into House of the Dragons by the same souls and hands mm-hmm. and bodies that made Game of Thrones, for me, was heartening. So I'm yeah. here for it. I don't feel like it's been dumbed down, but I'm cool with them just cutting to the chase. I'm fine with that, too. What do you guys feel about yeah. that? I agree. Um... I was just, I was, uh, I was so excited. And this was really bad too, because when the show started, I was extremely low, extremely tight on my finances. And I, I, to the point where I could not afford the $15 for HBO Max, even like the 99 version, I just couldn't. So I was like a week or two behind. As soon as I got that paycheck, I went and bought HBO Max and watched the episodes. And I don't, it, I got, you know what it was? I got the same um feeling when i watched like legend of korra after avatar the last airbender it's kind of like the same feeling for me because it was returning to this world that i love but it's also different and i just love it i think i was surprised but also not surprised of just how much of a phenomenon it became because i was like there's no way this show is is going to top like the phenomenon of game of thrones i think it's going to be successful among the people that stuck with the show that liked the show, but I don't see it ranging past a wider audience. And then it did. Yeah. And it became like the biggest show of the year. Um, and it was, it was really nice 
appointment watching things again. Um, yes. And having that that like excitement like every Sunday. Oh, so oh, tonight's the new yeah. House of the Dragon episode. Like we're gonna get everything set up. We're gonna. And then meanwhile, uh, you're watching a scene live, and someone on Twitter has already taken it ten minutes before it even went live and like made a whole like fan cam of it on tiktok right, and i'm like okay right. i still don't know how y'all do that i still don't know how y'all do that um i get but, up to pause to take a pee and i come back and there's a meme on twitter yeah, yeah well you, you can't even go on twitter because then you're just gonna spoil for the yeah. whole thing and then it was really fun watching people who hadn't watched game of thrones go into this for the first time um because i think that the show does a really good job of of um not throwing too much lore at you at the very beginning so people who are not familiar with the world can like step in and be like test the waters and be like okay i'm all right the water's a little warm but i can i can get comfortable you know and i think it just sucked people in and then after the show ended everyone went went back and watched the original series i did a full rewatch of the original series with chris and sophia made me appreciate the whole thing more maybe appreciate house of the dragon more i rewatched house of the dragon season one this week um and loved it even more than the first time um i just i loved it i I don't have any like bad things to say about it i think it made people appreciate and forgive even what game of thrones did and i don't think that they're now that you've gone through these two watches i don't think that they're completely different from each other i don't think so either i think i think the the overall tone is is very similar to like the later seasons of game of thrones like six seven and eight i think the tone is is very similar but there is also this thing too about how we're game of thrones was an epic right following like four or five different storylines in a season and house of the dragon was everything taking place in this one location for the most part and if they went to another location we stayed at the location the whole episode so it was it was a whole like kind of different way of like game of thrones storytelling where you're following this one storyline and letting it unfold um, I know I had, people had problems with the time jumps and like they didn't explain it. What do you mean they didn't explain it? It's a time jump. You don't explain time jumps. Um, Emma Darcy. Yeah. Mwah, yeah. Love them. Love, love, love them. Even the actress who played the younger version of them. Millie, absolutely Millie killed Alcock. it. Yes. Very, very. The dragons. Dragons. Loved the dragons. We started yeah. with dragons. We didn't have eggs and the hope for, which I still love the fact that the the moment that Danny walks out of the fire and she's got three little baby dragons, you're like, no. I mean, I remember everybody just screaming about that, and that just people talked about that for a week. But the fact that you start with these dragons, these Damon full, upon grown yes. like ancient yes. dragons, these massive creatures. Yeah, who is that? Just the just the first scene of of um. Little Princess Rhaenyra on her dragon flying over the Red Keep at the beginning of the episode with the original Targaryen music from the original series. Yes. I was like, oh my God, I started tearing up. And that's when I, I thought of like, you. Every time the score would yeah, like, I would just, yeah. I would think of you then more, more like Ugh. what your thoughts would be. Just the chills and the sun, you're right, the Sunday night appointment viewing. Who is, uh, what's Damon's dragon's name? Caraxes. No, is it Caraxes? Yeah. 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 Oh, he's luring Vermithor out of the cave at yeah, the end. At the end, at the, yeah. Yes. All right. And then Rhaenyra's dragon is named Cyrax. 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 But just to see these dragons and then to see just Vagar. The, that Vagar's so big, she's sleeping on the beach. 
And dumb shit rolls up and goes, hey, I'm going to use her as my, you know, giddy up car. And then we won't spoil for you. But like, yeah, the Dance of the Dragons. And that's what we're here for. They've coalesced around this one storyline. Because when I read Fire and Blood and I'm like, there's so many stories. Like there's the guy who actually set up the Targaryen that actually made King's Landing happen. Who came to just a muddy fort with every 200 houses fighting. Before it became, you know, House of the the Seven, it was it was two hundred houses constantly fighting, and you had that Targaryen that came to town and said, "I'm going to make um, an empire here with yeah. everything that we brought from Valeria, and and it just built this world." And then it makes you understand why, if you read that book and you see this series, why the Targaryens feel this ownership. Of this yeah. piece of land, it is theirs. Not not and not just King's Landing. Mm-hmm. They built this entire known world right up to the Starks' doorstep and even beyond, because it was Targaryens built that roads. built up. They built the King's Road. They built all the Gold Road. They built they built the roads. They built the sewer sewer system, and they go and they they actually shore up the wall. Uh, yeah. A Targaryen queen sold her jewels, and that's why you have the Queen's Gate. So if you look at what the Targaryens did, without the Targaryens, you just have a bunch of people fucking their sisters and murdering each other in the mud. So that's why Danny feels this ownership. Which you know is so interesting because the show, the original show, actually does mention the Dance of the Dragons quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and every time we were all like, oh, 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 listen, 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 they're talking about they're talking about House of the Dragon. Um but I didn't even know until I watched House of the Dragon. I knew Aegon was like the first king, Aegon the Conqueror, and then I knew about the Mad King. But I didn't know that between Aegon and the Mad King, all the kings in between were Targaryens. Oh yes, I didn't. I didn't even know that. So when I learned that, that made like the original show even like more enriched. And I think it, like what you said, I think it makes um, like Danny's claim even like more. It makes it makes it make more sense as to why she felt so like entitled to it. And, I didn't and, see. And I didn't I'm going to remake it over. You guys have in her mind now that I look back at her on Dragonback. She's on Drogon and she's going over and she's setting things on fire. It's like my people built this. I'm going to burn it gra- to the ground all the way up. I'm going to keep going and I'm going to rebuild this from scratch because you sullied it because you've yeah. you know you've shat all over it. You know maybe they needed that sentence. For the audience to get that, you know, I understand maybe that might, but I understand now her rage of this is mine to burn down. And then it took a start to go, I feel you, I see you, but I'm going <laughs> to stab you now. And Drogon's like, I'm just going to fly away and peacefully eat my queen somewhere in Lys or wherever yeah. Drogon went. I love seeing um, the dragon pit in its full glory. Oh, I yes. thought that was so cool. Um, fucking Rainies and Maylies fucking busting through the floor. Yes, that was I also thought it was really cool that we got to see a proper coronation. Like, because we didn't really get to see that in the original show. Because every time they did, it was like kind of like, you know, not really a coronation. But the whole coronation for um, Aegon and he's got the Conqueror's sword and that sick ass crown. As much as I am against the Greens, they get in that crown and that sword. I... I stand with them on that. I stand with them on that. And 
And then even in the next episode, when Rhaenyra walking up with the crown up to the painted table, and then the shit glows up. I didn't even know that. No one knew that. Like nobody at Dragonstone yeah. like knew where the light was. <laughs> Literally, they didn't know where the light switch was. That was so cool. So cool. And there was a scene that was cut for whatever reason. It was a lot of. Um, There's Matt a lot Smith of cut scenes. Se- a lot of Matt. Yeah, a lot of Matt Smith scenes were cut. He did say, "Why do we have to have so much screwing or sex scenes in this?" And they were like, "Oh, it's the Targaryens." And I think at one point, like he's given uh, Rhaenyra what for on the painted table, uh, which will harken to a scene. I think I want to say Stannis and Melisandre also something like that yeah boned on the dragon statue it seems a lot it's seen a lot of action that's where she gets the the demon baby that's right she's, yeah she gets pregnant with the demon baby that's probably where the light went it probably the light just probably the pilot light blew out because it went up Melisandre's you know uterus so we can only conjecture at this point if you're not a, a game of thrones fan we we spoiled a lot for you or or um girl if you don't know by now if you or don't you're know what confused. the team is by now. <laughs> and you'll never watch the show <laughs> because this was horrible for you. Can I tell you guys my favorite uh, Matt Smith line? Sure. And I, I think it's probably yours too. It's the last episode where Otto <laughs> comes and he like he has terms, but really it's just degrading as hell. And then Matt Smith, he comes in and he said, I would rather feed my sons to the dragons before they bear a cup to your drunken usurper cunt of a king <laughs> i said matt smith said rent is due he said i'm coming in for my check and it was funny too because when i first saw him in the first episode i said because that wig scared me that the wig scared me a little it bit it did and i wanted to laugh because the lighting yeah. the lighting of it makes him look bald yeah like from far away i was like Ooh. and then but he ended weird, up being my favorite part he's got those weird cliffhanger eyebrows his eyebrows are kind of tucked under yeah. his, like, his forehead uh, yeah. And he's a very odd-looking man. But I have loved Matt Smith since Doctor Who. But that's how I was introduced to Matt Smith is, you know, he came after our beloved David Tennant, and we were all missing him. And then I was so determined to not like this new Doctor Who. And then by, like, the end of the of the pilot of Matt Smith's Doctor, I was all in. And by the time we were on the third episode, I was like, I love him forever. Let him never die. So... <laughs> And he's just always the guy that I think he's just going to be in something silly or I'm going to get ready to laugh. And then he just kills yeah. it. He kills it every yeah. single time, even at the wig, which I think he says he hated or deflected and said, no, I didn't really hate it. But he just co-star said he hated it. But he Chris always- and I do this. Chris and I do this thing now where when we're watching something, they're obviously wearing a wig. We look at each other. We go, wig, wig, <laughs> wig, wig. Because ever, ever since Trixie and Katya pointed LA. out. Yeah. Huh? I do that in person in LA. I'm like, wig? <laughs> Literally. Wig. Ever since Trixie and Katya pointed out that the wiggery yes. on TV shows and films are actually really bad, I can't yeah. unsee it now. You look, you're looking for the lace. You're looking for that lace. Yeah. You're looking for where the makeup and it's sitting on the glistening part. Or I'll see Girl, the... those, those Game of Thrones season one wigs. Oh, child. Child. <laughs> I mean, they had oh all. You, I mean, as much as the costuming and everything was killing it, there was just there was a lot of things where you're just like, ah, shit. Uh, not as bad as some stuff I've seen on A and E, but you know, come on, <laughs> it's gonna be around forever. Yeah. So when the next season comes out, I'm sure we will return to Ashlyn. If you want to like, come when's and it coming join out? Us. Um, I I'm hearing 2024. 
2024. Yeah, because uh, of that writer strike this year. It's it, not coming back till next year. Hush your mouth. Please do not say that oh. out loud. The SAG, uh, the not the SAG, the WGA witch will <laughs> come up out of the floor <laughs> and attack us all. Keep her locked away. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think 2024. Also, just because it's so time-consuming and the volume takes up a lot of time and then it is Dance of no. Dragons, so... I mean, we got a whole year to ponder what's going to happen. Uh, what I want to talk about a show that suffered by comparison before we get on out of here, but um, the show that suffered by comparison that was very, very well made and very expensive was um, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. The, mm-hmm. You know, that show suffered by comparison, I think. And what, what kills me about that is, as a nerd who loves all things nerdery, I was very disheartened that people were pitting those shows, shows against each other. Um, you can... You can listen to two bands at the same time. You yeah. can watch two TV shows at the same time. Uh, they came on different nights. It was something to look forward to on two different nights. But that show suffered from um, being heavily weighed down by its canon. Uh, you don't stray from the text with Tolkien. You're not yeah. gonna have. You're not gonna be able to interpret that. And I ultimately, those last several episodes were just jaw dropping. But they did, like with Game of Thrones, they were beleaguering a point sometimes. You know, you're like, just say the guy's Gandalf. Just say the dude who fell out of the sky. <laughs> that the Harfuts are feeding stuff. And the, the big, yeah. tall-ass guy with the gray hair. Just say it's fucking Gandalf. You know, and just seeing the evolution of the story was great. And had they come out at two different times, I think you would have had nothing but love for Rings of Power. For me, it was just, it was a, it was a bandwidth issue. I couldn't do. You couldn't do it. No, but once we finished the the other one, and then we properly gave, yeah, you know, the the time to Lord of the Rings, the Ring of Power. Yeah. I mean, it was phenomenal. Yeah, it was so good. It's worth a rewatch too. I think people should give it a shot and go back because it's really, it's not trying to be. I mean, it's the it is. If you didn't have Tolkien, you wouldn't have Martin. You wouldn't have a lot yeah. of these guys uh, that you know we all love. I don't know if uh, Terry Pratchett, whom I love, Discworld books. A lot of these people were, were – these writers were inspired by Tolkien. He was the first guy to, to do it in this kind of modern way. Um, and, and, you know, you don't have to be reverent about it, but it was a very well-done series. I just – it did so- suffer from the fact that they came out at the same time. It's just the, really stupid. Another one that had that same uh, issue with me was Andor. Yeah, Andor came out at the same time with you know, other I, things too. Until I gave it the proper time. Wonderful, by the way. I was just – Blown away. And or probably one of my top series of yeah. 2022. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. I got to watch it too. But I think it's funny. I That was actually the reason why I didn't watch Rings of Power because House of the Dragon was on. Yeah. And I think, um, I, th- I agree. I do think you can watch two things at the same time. But when one of those things is a Game of Thrones show. Yeah. I think... <laughs> I think it's the second show is bound to like not get as much yeah, attention. And you're I, right, they did air. I I thought that they aired the they both aired on Sundays, but at Rings of Power was like Thursday. I think they aired their episodes. Yeah, it was like Tuesday. Or um, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But even even that, I'm like, you know, so well, one day I am going to give it a it. shot. Yeah, Ian said it. He was like, I don't have the bandwidth for it, and I think that they were yeah. they were people are just. And I don't know how long this phenomenon is going to last. Maybe this is our brains now. Uh, maybe we just can't. 
Like, I can watch a lot of shows at once because that's my jam, but I forgot 2020 and apparently that I did a podcast with you. I thought we were just talking about it. And then we put out four episodes. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> so we're all not doing well on some level. Or not, I would, shouldn't say speak for the whole world, but everybody's missing a couple of beats. So yeah. I just think it's unfortunate for all of the people who put together rings of power to be put in that position. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it, it got tanked. It did get by house of the dragon. I thought it was going to be the opposite way around. I thought people were going to come for a house of the dragon because of the way game of Thrones ended and hold up this beloved, you know, uh, franchise, this piece of franchise, and uh, it did not go that way. I was very shocked. Well, there was also, unfortunately, a lot of um, unfortunate online discourse about the casting choices, which there always is, unfortunately, and we're never going to get fucking get away from that, about how they're not casting just white people, but Tolkien, they, it's all white people. No, it's okay. Whatever. Um, it's an imaginary but, world, guys. There was, there was a lot of <laughs> pre-online discussion about it that I think sure, I saw that unfortunately veered away for, for some people. Um, but I am also with Ian. I do not watch more than one show at a time these days. Um, and it, it, it is just a bad Because by the time I finish working during the week, I'm, uh, my brain is 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 done. And it's I, I very rarely am able to like start a show during the week. It's got to be during the weekend where I got nothing going on, and I got I got nothing nothing going on the day after until like two p.m. at least, and I can like settle into my couch and not leave for eight hours. Like it had the conditions have to be like unreasonably specific for me to start anything new. Yeah, I see that, and I just think because I've just always program my ba- brain to watch many things at once. I mean, I'm not going to remember it. I'm not going to retain it. Um, I do that with books. I'll read two, three books a week. Um, and then I don't have recall of it. I don't, I mean, again, I might probably need to get a memory test. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I, you know, for me, if, if something sticks, like House of the Dragon sticks, that Mr. Robot sticks and or sticks. Yeah. I saw a lot of content and Ian and I'll go, what was that thing we were watching that time? Like, we're not going to retain it. It's really yeah. that selective memory. I mean, it's like yeah. it's in. It's like this is not necessary. Well, I will be watching it. something with with Ian and going. I, I'm probably not going to remember this yeah. later. Eh, you know, better call Saul. We'll remember it. You know, um, but oh, just- that was that was another thing that happened. I finished yeah. Breaking Bad. Yeah, the whole show loved okay. it. It's amazing. I watched the first two seasons of Better Call Saul, and I just never started the third season for, for some reason. So one one of these days, I'm gonna. Circle, but actually, I think it was because House of the Dragon started. Well, yeah, and it's, it, here's the thing about a Better Call Saul. Now's the time to watch it when we have that whole year. Yeah. It is a slow burn. It, it people hated that about it. We loved that about it. It no, builds, yeah, same. Yeah, it builds and builds and builds, and it's it's like it's like a novel. It's it's really like its own thing, uh, and it's quite beautiful. But now that it's all out. Yeah. That's the best way to consume yeah. it. It was kind of hard to watch it week to week. Well, and the yeah. thing is, like with with Breaking Bad, it was just so much in your face. Yeah, it better call Saul. I feel is like it's the backstories of all the things that you missed. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just like, and it's, 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 a, it's, it's a beautiful certain, hat trick. Yeah, it's yeah. not for everybody. Walter White, think. you know, with, with Breaking Bad, it's like, how is Walt going to get out of this fucking situation? Oh, wait, <laughs> he doesn't. Like, oh, oh, he actually, oh, he actually doesn't get. And the same thing with, you know, Better Call Saul. It's like, where is this character going? We know that we're seeing the, the Breaking Bad of the lawyer character but where it goes is so surprising and in a lovely kind of way. Um, and then it, you have to also slow down and just take in what the show's saying about people. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is what we love. We're currently watching, uh, because it keeps being brought up this week during the, the house vote, Veep. Uh, Veep's being brought up because it's just this wonderful anti-Sorkian kind of take. Um, mm-hmm. Iannucci... Uh, Armando Anucci did Veep, and he has this these bumbling asshole, just m- mean spirited people on the hill just duking it out. So we're watching yeah. that, and uh, that's been fun because Ian's never seen it before, and I have no. never done a rewatch, so it's been entertaining. But wh- I want to oh, wow. say it, it sounds like we watch a ton of stuff. You know, Reservation Dogs, we, we love. Oh, that one's. There's a uh, lot of show. Man. Yeah, we just. Every it's in its own, it's unto itself. There's nothing yeah. like reservation dogs. Mm-hmm. Thank God, Sterling Hood, Harjo, and Taika put this out there, and it's be a beautiful thing in the world. But we are very selective anymore about what we're going to sit in front of because of the pandemic. We'll, yeah, we'll start something in literally 20 seconds. And we did that just the other day with something, yeah. So. I want to say it wasn't like how to get away with murder. We we lasted about five episodes of that, and we were just like, "Yeah, not for us." <laughs> yeah. Was it, a, yeah, it was. Uh, it was the DC, uh, the Rock's DC thing. Oh, Black Adam. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, girl, Couldn't that was not made for me. Just back away slowly. Yeah. It can't hurt you if you don't look at it exactly. too long. Exactly. I did not make eye contact <laughs> with it on the subway. I don't I don't I don't need to see it too. Yeah. 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 And then we committed to two like two seasons of Alice in Borderland and I don't know what I watched. Then there's that thing that we did. Yeah. I it was mean, like eating a bag of potato chips and going, I am still hungry. I don't know what happened. The only thing I can think is it's that you know, it's the whole it's manga squid game manga. type yeah. um, you know, craze and they were trying to ride the coattails right. of that. I just all under, I don't I don't haven't grown up with manga. I don't really you know. I yeah, I grew I up with Sandman. I know Sandman, and so I loved that series. That I mean, mm. yeah, and then even with like Preacher, I mean that it just made it just there was a little bit more cohesive uh, for Border, us. Yeah, yeah but, and maybe it's just a translation thing. Who knows? It's just not wasn't for me. But I watched all. Yeah, <laughs> it was a cool <laughs> world. There was one really good fight that I can. Be like yeah, big props to the, the the boss fight at the end. At yeah, the end. Really but good. other than that, it's like eh, womp. It's like this is gonna uh, go somewhere. Okay, fine, fuck it. All right, y'all, fine. y'all watching any movies? Yeah, um, you know because we don't go to the movie. We theater. did. We watched. Uh, what was it? Uh, the we watched. Nope. George Clooney and um, oh, we watched Ticket to Paradise. Yeah, we watched that. We have one. Peacock now. Yeah, it's a nice little romp. We watched yeah. the menu. Nope. We haven't watched the menu. Watch uh, the Onion. We watched, no, no, that's we watched the, Glass Onion. Glass Onion. Yeah. Is that a movie? That's we watched, yeah, we watched Glass Onion. Oh. Loved it, but we haven't watched the menu yet. That is on I the list. It, I think you'll you'll like it a lot. Okay. Yeah, it's on a list. I I I don't remember uh, watching a movie where I was just like thoroughly 
enjoying myself, but also extremely terrified about what was going to happen next. (laughs) That movie just builds suspense in, like, such a good way. And all the performances are great. And I love what it says about people. So, and it's it's a fairly easy watch. It doesn't feel laborious at all. I think we, uh, it's so noted. I probably will move to that next. I know we watched Amsterdam. Oh, yeah. Uh, That was a, that happened. Yeah. Uh, I watched Barbarian. Oh, what would you recommend? It's on my list to watch. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'd recommend it. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I'd recommend it. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm being punked now. <laughs> no. Uh, don't spoil it for I, me, but... Uh... No, I'm not going to spoil it, but I, I, I'll recommend it to people. I, I don't know how to pitch this movie to somebody. You just kind of have to watch it. Okay, there you go. I know I have uh, a lot that, like the whales on there and... There's a couple of things that, you know, we'll probably get around to. I don't think I'm going to watch Tar with Kate Blanchett. I don't. She just bugs the – I know, which everybody's going to say. She just bugs the fuck out of me. I can't. I can't. I'm sure it's an amazing movie. I'll watch it two years from now when everybody stopped, you know, giving that what lady blowjobs over being it. I just – when people overhype someone to the point to where I'm just like – like people were shoving Lady Gaga down my throat for so many years, and it, I still feel like I'm right about that one. Um, and then House of Gucci came out. I didn't. I just watched just two seconds Girl, on YouTube, and I was like, about, "Let's talk about House of Gucci for just two seconds." Okay, because I was I did not want to go see that movie. I was like, cool. you know me. I this is where we differ. I do love I do love mm-hmm. Lady Gaga. Do I love her in movies? I don't. I don't think I do. Um, but I was, I was dragged to go see this. My friends wanted to go see it. I only agreed to it because we were going to a cinema cafe and I could get my cheese fries and my large Coke okay. to drink okay. while I watched the movie. I mean, you know, I feel that. Okay. I was bored to absolute tears and like I should have fucking known because it it's a, a fucking Ridley Scott movie. Yeah. I was like, I'm so tired of movies just not having a plot. Yeah, and I also know that everybody wants to tell me that Stephanie can act, but I just am going to disagree with you right there that I don't think that Stephanie can act at all. Okay. I think it was a little bit ridiculous when she was campaigning for that Oscar and she was speaking about this like high studio budget film with a prolific director, a stat cast and being like, you know, this little production we worked so hard. I'm like, what are you, this girl, was, was there could a be a hundred guys. Yeah, it was yeah. a Stars Born. Oh my God. I just, I wanted to go drive up to Malibu and drop a steak in her heart. Anyway, so if you love Lady Gaga, I'm sorry. I mean, we can still be friends, but just know I don't think Stephanie can act. I know, I saw, I also saw her in American Horror Story. I know you're going to pull that one out. Not seeing it. Um, Girl and Jared, Jared Leto doing his Olive Garden impression. See, Jared Leto. See, I just watched a clip, and that's all I needed. I can't. I go, and also <laughs> me and Leto. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna I'm, say anything more. I just. I'm again, just back away slow. I'm just back, back away slow. I'm not. I'm not making eye contact with him on the subway. <laughs> that was a Gucci. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three hours of that. Oh I think, my god. I think they pissed off like every Italian. But here's the thing that I will say: if you haven't seen White Lotus, oh yeah, and I know oh, you love. haven't, I really b- believe that you should watch White Lotus, and you should give it a ch- like season one. It, it you have to give it a chance. It's a yeah. slow burn. The first one, 
the second one you're already in, you know what White Lotus is, you're going to jump in, you're going to, oh, I know what this is, right? Do not worry about the fact that you have no one to root for. That's by design mm-hmm. because people suck <laughs> and it's awesome. And then Mike White, the creator, I just, he just came out of nowhere for me. I've, I've watched his independent films back in the day. I know of Mike White. I didn't know that he was on Survivor and had a season of Survivor. That's crazy. And then all of a sudden, Mike White has the show, White Lotus. And my God, it's both seasons. Jennifer Coolidge, that's all I'm going to say. Do it for Jennifer Coolidge. So that's been a series that, see, that one sticks. That one lands. Yeah. That one we think about a lot. We talk about that one. And also my favorite movie probably of 2022 is Nope. I know a lot of people had a problem with it. I don't give a shit. I don't care what you think about Jordan Peele. I love him. I will watch everything that he does. Um, at his third one out, I can't wait for the next one. Nope has been my favorite of the three of them. Mm-hmm. It's probably my favorite monster ever that's ever been put on screen. I'm not going to fight you. I don't care about your opinion. You can have whatever monster you want. But this monster is my favorite monster. I will forever think about Jean Jacket when it comes Jean to Jacket. monsters. Yeah. I mean, we drive around and you go, oh, Jean Jacket. jacket. <laughs> Black people are always looking at clouds going, is that fucking Jean Jacket? We're all thinking it <laughs> when we see a cloud that's just not moving. So it's just like, it's, and it's also, it, it, it promised you something, it delivered something, and it mm. then just took it on home. Can't say enough. I can't imagine that, like, you know, a movie delivering on the themes that it yeah. said it would. Yeah. Very few and far in between, unfortunately. Um, I was gonna say this. I did before um I came on here, and I didn't tell you tell you or Ian this in advance. I did compile a list of I, the note is titled Notable World Events in Pop Culture since <laughs> our last episode. Cause I wanted to get brief thoughts on a lot, but we've like talked about half the list I already had. Oh um, okay. So in this last half or whatever of this podcast, I do want to speed through some of these because I want to get your thoughts. Sure. Um, Squid Game. I, you know, I loved it. A, a lot of people were talking about it. I, we jumped, we jumped right into it. Yeah. And Same. we liked it. Yeah. I, I thought it was really well done. They're not going to do two with the old man because that guy's going up on sex charges. But well, he dies in oh the movie God, anyway. Yeah. yeah, he dies. All right, so yeah. that, he's okay. So problem solved. Problem um, solved. Worked out. But Did I, you see that coming though? Did you see? I, th- I saw the old man thing coming a mile away. I, yeah, I did. I, just the way they were kind of – I've watched a lot of Korean cinema, so I was like, oh, okay, the old man's, you know. In He's in on it. Uh, my Netflix had the audacity to We should do a lot of spoiler – by the way, we're going to do a lot of spoiler tags for this thing. Um, I mean, again, if you haven't seen Squid Game – By now? I don't know. By Some now? Some people are just getting through it. If we spoil I, anything I didn't, for you, I couldn't you. find a single person that time who hadn't yeah. watched it. Yeah, I know some people who literally watched the whole thing in one sitting. Yeah, and I guess I guess we are kind of slow horses when it comes to that sort of thing because, I mean, Squid Game probably spoiled it twenty seconds on Twitter when it was rolling first day. Literally, yeah. Literally. But I mean, we we had watched so much, you know, Korean cinema. Yeah. It was just like another another it was just, you know, the host or anything. Well other we, things yeah, we, we watched Money Heist. I drug you kind of kicking oh, yeah, and you screaming into Money Heist. Heist. I liked Money Heist. I know a lot of people weren't into it. I loved it. So I was ready for Squid Game. I was like, let's go. And I liked what it was. And then if you watch Alice in Borderland, it's like Squid Game. Yeah, but without ask, you know. Just the Japanese doing it their way. I just didn't anyway. it just didn't follow its own 
lore, I felt, but whatever. It didn't follow its own rules. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt like it was not following its own rules. It's like, we're not going to do, don't hide behind the tank. It's an anti, don't hide behind the car. It's an anti-tank gun. And then everybody's hiding behind a car. Yeah. It's just shit like that. Like, just don't, don't talk down to me. Anyway, okay, what's next on your list? So Squid Game, um, next. I, also, these are things that I, I was like, if we were still doing Ashland, um, what would we be talking about in the episodes? Um, the Batman breakdowns. movie with Robert Pattinson. The what now? The Batman movie. Oh, I watched it. You didn't see it. Um, I watched it. Um, there was so much that I wanted to make fun of it (laughs) It so badly. (laughs) I kept because Ian was working. I watched it because I. It's so hard now because I, you know, the way we're kind of living now. I used to watch things a lot independently of him, and now we watch a lot of things together. So it's hard for me to find a show that I think. Oh, I'll start a show and go. I got to stop. He's going to love this. I'm going to watch this with him. That one wasn't one of them. I just imagined <laughs> your face the entire time I was watching it. And every joke that you would have made about the whole thing. Oh. It's, uh, you know how Morbius sucked? Did we see Morbius? No, I, I, maybe I watched that independent of you as well. No, because it came out. I think we saw yeah, it. Yeah, because you did some. You did some work for it. You did some PR work for it. Yeah. So we. You didn't watch Morbius with me. I, I don't. Yeah, remember. I think I watched it without you. You would have. It sucked. Um, and so I thought the Batman was great for people who are into <laughs> Robert Pattinson. Yeah. And his bangs, and. The lady who played Cat Girl, Zoe. Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. I thought she was cat-like, and <laughs> I thought it was entertaining for people who like Batman stories. That's all I'm going to say about that. I think the movie tricked me into liking it. If that yes. makes sense, sure. Because I yeah. really enjoyed the. I mean, I'll give it to Matt Reeves. He knows how to create a vibe. Sure, it was there was all I was drowning in. There vibe. was a vibe. Mm-hmm. I was drowning I, and in I vibe. was vibe. I was vibing with the vibe. Yeah, I was. I um, was. I was getting throated by the vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was also just expecting a whole lot more from it, and I think again that's a me thing. Um, but I finished the movie. I was like, okay, so that was about forty-five minutes too long. Mm-hmm. Um, For me, it was about an hour. And- 45 it was a long it was a long movie yeah. it was like a, it was at the two hour and 30 range um yeah. again let's cut it back give me the 90 minute movie um i walked out of the movie theater liking it but then the days after i'm like i can't remember a single fucking thing about yeah. that movie because it's all just vibes which i mean I, I if you like it go for it but um but then i find out there's this like five minute deleted scene with uh batman talking to the joker and that five minute scene is way more engaging than the entire movie. And they oh, cut really? it out. Oh. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, anyway. Is that what it needed? <laughs> uh, Literally. You, you, unfortunately. I th- you both know how I feel about Batman. I, I, I hate that character. I, I think it's stupid. I know. I'm one of those assholes. I just don't, I don't like Batman. I'm not into him. I get over it. So your parents died in an alley. Fuck you. You have money. Help people. Just go. You don't have to put on a nipple suit and run in the. You don't have to do any of this. You could just make Gotham better 
by, you know, I don't know, fighting corruption a different way. You don't have to like strap up and repel all over this. <sighs> anyway, so I feel like he could do something. I feel like Alfred could <laughs> be used better. Like I think Batman's going around it, about it the whole, and I think he's just a pouty bitch. And this was just leaning into it. Like they're playing a yeah. Nirvana song. Like they're playing underneath the bridge. They went so into it that I was like, you know what? You know what? I have so hated Batman for so long. I almost like this. I almost do because this almost. is the pouty little self-centered bastard who just can't get over anything living in a soup, just a fucking ocean of self-pity. Also, and, also uh, Colin Farrell on the fat suit for oh, Penguin. Colin Farrell. Just, he was, that was genius, by the way. Oh, before we go on, bringing up Colin Farrell. Also, a uh, favorite movie we watched in 2022, The Banshees of Inna Can't say enough about those two. Colin Farrell was in The Batman? He was, yeah, he played the, he played the... Um, <laughs> Penguin. Penguin, and he was, he's unrecognizable, and he's... Is he good? He's quite enjoyable, actually. Okay. He's getting his own spinoff. Yeah, he's, he's really, like, you don't know it's him, and he's just, I forget how really good he is. Like, in The Lobster... Banshees in Bruges, and then in this, he's the thing that stands out. But uh, I have to also just side yeah. note: Banshees of Inna Sharon. It's on HBO right now. Got to go watch that. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Stranger Things season four. I I dug it. I didn't want to bone it. Eddie. I know a lot of people want to bone Eddie because he's a child <laughs> to me. But I <laughs> I love it. I really uh, I love. It was the season that. I actually got into the season one and then season four. Totally into it. Yeah. 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 What about yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. It was like, uh, it felt like um, the hype was akin to Game of Thrones for me. It was. Yeah. Like there was just, there was so much hype. The minute volume two dropped, it was like 1 a.m. here and we watched the entirety of volume two and a single, because we just had, we just had to watch it. It was just, Insane. It brought Chris had never seen a single season. Me and Safir watching it because we watched season to season. He came in on like episode three. And then we got to miss uh running up that hill. And he said, Okay, now I gotta go back to season one. Cause yeah. I gotta start, I gotta start making sense of this. And then we rewatched the whole thing with him. And then when we saw we saw all the seeds being planted, we saw all these things connecting, and we we're like, Oh my god. And then the internet did that thing where it like propped it up and then the very last minute turned on it. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, loved it. Yeah, Can't loved wait it for season five. Yeah, the final season's coming out. I'm so, super stoked. I feel like we're part of this big internet phenomenon that is that show. I don't always totally love everything about the show. I think it's really young for me, and I'm not trying to be one of these old fogies. I just feel like I, if I was a much younger age, I'd be super stoked about it. But just as a show, I think it's very engaging. Yeah. Um, and I like Vecna. I really like what's going on with Vecna. I loved Eddie. I was more engaged with these characters rather than like the baseline characters. I mean, I love Eleven and everybody, but I'm just not as invested in them as say, you know, the super fans are. But this kind of gave me a little bit more. Um, and then I love the little sister. Um, yeah. I, I love her. You know, I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. I don't know anybody's name. Yeah, yeah. But I, I love her. So just getting to to see more of that. Totally into it. Yeah. 
So I can't wait to see how this wraps up. Yeah. When they said, oh, that's Jamie Kimmel Bauer in a whole suit. Yeah. And I said, what do you mean? I thought it was just a whole other guy, but it's actually him under it. it was, yeah, it's it crazy. Was... And he's, and so you get that in the physicality of it as well. So I like yeah. that. Did you sit with me? I don't think you clocked it. You were you were sitting next to me, but I think I you saw were of, of that ep- last episode. Yeah. I saw some of the his. I, like the guy playing the guitar or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what was going on. I don't yeah. watch that show. It like it was literally like, even though it was like, I think it aired like right before the summer. When I think about the summer of 2022, I just think about that. Because yeah. then people were talking, still talking about it months after. Because people did that thing where they went back and watched the whole thing. And that was just just all my TikTok feed. Miss Kate Bush running up that hill, theory yeah. videos, yep. running up that hill, theory videos. And just she, <laughs> and she say, charted again say, since like, the last time. Oh, she, yeah. From the yeah. 80s. And then also Metallica, got they charted with these mm-hmm, old hits. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, yeah um, I think uh, we were sort of looking at that part of it. Like, that was the part that, because, again, it's my, you know, 80s was, you know, my college years. So that was kind of what, gra- I think, grabbed me more than anything because those hooks were there for people like me, I think. so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll just, I'm just going to say right now, uh, everyone, whatever the ending will be, everyone's going to hate it. Sure. Just say that. Sure. Uh, all right. Only three left. Euphoria season three. Loved it. Um, I think Zendaya's still running uh, around the valley. I feel like she just never stopped running. <laughs> yeah. I feel like she ran through our backyard at one point. <laughs> uh, it was aw- awesome and, and exhausting. And uh, I think Laurie is going to fucking kill her. I think La- like I am really concerned about what's going to happen to uh, Fez now that Ash has been blown away by the cops, oh, there's no right. way he walked out of that. But I am really, really terrified of what Laurie is going to do to Zendaya in the next season of the show. And then, while I'm trying to ponder that, then we get the bad news that it was just, uh, it was just a toxic set, which is just, oh, yeah. just bums me out. Yeah, it's. A I I could tell just by looking at Sam Levinson. Yeah. That this is a man that is constantly up his own ass. Yeah. Because when, when they're doing, like, the inside of the episode, and he's like, when Rue does this, you got to just have a sense that there's... And it's just blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we're not watching this. It's just um, sad, though, because... I these you a single yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't tell you a single concrete plot line other than Maddie being the fuck out of um, <laughs> Cassie. Was that? that was the only thing I was tracking. <laughs> yes. um, <laughs> that play, too. That fucking the play, play. The play was the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> um, we were also appointment watching the shit out of that. Yes, we um, did, too. We and did too. The, I listen, Twitter is, is now a garbage fire. There's nothing like Twitter on Euphoria oh. premiere night. Oh, like, oh, oh, my. Even oh. when the government owns Twitter, and you know they are at some point, uh, because who, dude is just fucking up Twitter. But when the government owns Twitter, it will still be the place to go Literally. when shit catches on fire. So it's it's very much in the same vein of Batman. Yeah. It's there, there's a vibe. It's a whole. Is there a yeah. Story? Yeah. I it, wouldn't call it a story. No. I would call it. Something. It, it <laughs> I is, I it's like, tell you. It feels like a lot like to me, it feels a lot like a very moody ass Donnie Darko. It it feels so much like Paul Thomas Anderson, 
when he was first coming out. And yeah. if you want to know what I mean by that, like go and see Magnolia will make you feel that way. There's a lot of there's I don't think that did Paul Thomas Anderson do Donnie Darko? I don't know. It feels like those things are married up. This kind of like weird early aught kind of thing that was brought to the fore. And I felt like it was in this guy's, you know, brainstem. And I thought it was I thought it was a creative kind of scary place. And then I just realized that the guy's like, a, he's like a fucking bummer. So I don't know if we're going to get another season of it. Yeah. Cause I, I think a lot of people left. I, the one thing that I think has always bothered me about that show though, is that I think it has a lot to say about like, like drug abuse and like sobriety and what that does to people in their life. But I think there is just a giant flaw about the whole thing being showrun by a white man. Sure. And I don't think the show does a well enough job talking about the intersectionality of like drug abuse in like the black community. Cause it, that's just, a, I feel like this is what a white person thinks black people go through with drug abuse. And yeah. I mean, yeah. Painted in a certain light that I don't feel like is like does any service or yeah. it's really not putting out any message. It's again, it's just all aesthetic and vibes, which I mean, fine. But that was the one thing that I, I always felt a little uncomfy watching. But then I get the play, and I'm like, okay, it was worth it. If he had just stuck to the messy uh, white people and made somebody else a drug addict, yeah. I think he wouldn't have had the same problems. I mean, of course, Rue kicking drugs is, you know, Emmy-worthy, and, and uh, Zendaya just fucking kills it. Like, it's just beautiful. And oh. Labyrinth's, you know, soundtrack is gorgeous, and oh. there's just so many beautiful things about it. And then, you know, it's like this beautiful mess underneath. So that's tragic. And I hope everybody heals from it. But yeah, I was just like, it's when you're watching it like between your fingers going, I'm enjoying this, but I shouldn't be. That's why I think White Lotus comes along to scratch that itch. It's like he totally plays in the the pen of, yeah, white people are going to do bad things to each other. There is some unfortunate kind of fallout, what you could say, with some characters in season one from Hawaii because it's that White Lotus in Hawaii. There's a little bit of like the people get pushed to the side in that a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do that next time. And he didn't when they go to Sicily in season two. So, yeah. okay. What else you got? Um, I'm sure we're, we're going to have lots to say about this and I'm sure we'll have very strong opinions. This is a four um, hour a, a podcast, isn't it? Is it we're going to do a season <laughs> and uh, we're going to do a part one and a part two. We might, we might need to do that. I don't know. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, James Cameron finally releases avatar two. Oh, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to watch we're, it. I've same. never watched the first one. I've nope. never even seen the trailer for the first one. I've seen stills of stupid blue people. <laughs> I know people jerked off about it when it first came out. I know they're still jerk, and I was, it sets records every single time. But it's one of those things. If I, I am not a religious person at all. <laughs> it is my religion to never watch Avatar, this one or the last one. So I don't yeah. know. And I don't. Or three care. and four and five and six and seven. I will not. And eight and nine. Yeah, and I don't care. I will never see it. I. I. Did you see it? First, no, I didn't, and I don't think I ever will. Because I, for a second, was like, maybe. But then James Cameron went out and very publicly was James Cameron, mm -hmm. and I just completely forgot what an insufferable yeah. man he is, and I cannot get past. The arrogance, the way he talks about himself, I just like, I'm not going to give you my money, James Cameron. I'm not going to do it. I almost got into a full-on fist fight in Ireland 
when I shat on James Cameron when I was there in 1998. Because the Irish love anyone that's just perceivably Irish. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the greatest filmmaker that's ever walked alive. God, I just came off the, I came <laughs> off the stool. And I, I was defending Jim Sheridan, one of their own, who had uh-huh. just put out The Boxer or some shit at the time. Against they were telling me James Cameron. I'm like, listen, I'll give you aliens and then I'm done. And they were like, oh yes, I'll fight your words and And we were almost uh, this me and this full grown fucking man, whole ass fucking dock worker. (laughs) We're in Dublin. We almost spill out into the street and fight. Like two people had to get between us. I've just never. It's like the Lady Gaga thing. I know maybe in your world I'm a small ant and you look down on me. What of all? I don't see it. Stephanie can't act. And fuck James Cameron. And, well, at least, you know, people you who know, walked Batman's away from House of the Gucci. Yeah. yeah. At least people who walked away from House of the Gucci could, like, tell me, like, a character's name. Sure. But Avatar, all I always see about it is the visuals are amazing and it's going to make a lot of money. Sure. I'm like, okay. What else, though? Go with God, though. Like, I mean, go with God. Give it all the awards. I don't care about awards. Yeah. You know, I've, I've really done a full circle on that whole thing. Statues, all that stuff. Yeah. The butthole pondering that goes with that. All of that stuff. Uh, I just, it's not its not for me. And I love that you love it. I, if it gives you joy, yeah. if it brings you peace, if it helps you through hard times, if it's the last thing that, you know, your Mima watched or it's, it's just a great, memory that you have in your life i love that for you me i'm not doing it ever yeah right yeah same same all right and the last thing Mm -hmm. and i only added this because we were talking about it on our last episode and we didn't know where we landed on it and it was very up in the air um and i'm gonna assume that you guys at least like had some sort of pulse on it um, but the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, you know, I, it would, it would just jump and it would fall into my feed. I think that my Instagram feed thought that I wanted to know what was going on. And I think I followed it from a, a precedent point of view. Like what was the, the precedent that was going to be set? You know, cause when you see, yeah. you're looking at the Harry and Megan thing, right? Where it's Megan versus the daily mail. You're seeing what went down with that. And these are, these are, I always want to look at what, how the law is going to change. So I was looking at what this was going to set up to be because he takes her, he sues her in Virginia, right? In the court in Virginia. So I end up. Oh like, yeah. They were like three hours from here. Yeah. For so like I weeks. was, and I was thinking of you as again, I was just like, wh- how many times did we have a podcast where we were talking about is talking Johnny, about Depp Johnny Depp yeah. good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. And at, at that time I'm just so exhausted, but I found myself actively trying to ignore it and then knowing everything about it at the same time. <laughs> yes. Right? That was exactly, yes. And, oh, my, my TikTok feed was, it was just that trial. That's all it was, And yeah. there would be live streams on TikTok of people, like, it's like whole, like, like ABC News live streaming the trial on their TikTok page. Right. It was inescapable. It was crazy. I think I walked into somewhere and they were playing it on the yeah, TV. Yeah, it was everywhere. Like literally. Like at a liquor store. Or and we don't like even that. go. We don't, like we go to the grocery. We go to the markets. We go to the gas station. We'll buy a lot of tickets. So we'll go into a, a random liquor store to get those. I don't know. And what, it was yeah. just like they were playing like a sporting event everywhere, you know. And LA just loves this shit. It was like, the, it was like an OJ trial kind of situation. 
Oh, oh yeah. I remember going over to like dinner, like to my mom's house, who like is never knowing anything about pop culture. And she's like, Are you watching the Johnny Depp and Amber right. trial? Yeah. I was like, everybody's watching, talking about it. Um and you know what? I I I should have expected it. The way people were watching it, it was like it was like a sporting event. Yeah. It was like or just like a real life Game of Thrones. Um and I I still walked away not knowing how I felt about it I, and I think that's just yeah. where I'm going to leave it. I don't know. I I feel like I I did take sides. Um I think I've always Oh, I definitely take, took sides. I've always taken sides on this because it, and it's and it's I'm not a obviously I'm not a lawyer. Um I legally this is not a legal opinion. I don't care for her. I don't think she's a great actor. I think when that actually became <laughs> testified to the guy from the studio is like, yes, kind of sucked. And so we didn't want her to be in the thing. And I'm like, I saw Aquaman and I was like, why is she in this? Like, I always avoid, like, her. I don't think she's yeah. good. I, I'm sorry. I don't think she's good. I don't care who she's with. Um, that doesn't – she's just not my cup of tea. I don't I don't think – she's. I think she should have done something else with her life. She could have been a stylist. I don't know. Uh, and I think she is also a troublemaker. I think she's a person who lives for the drama. And I think she kind of blew this out of proportion. And then Johnny stepped into it because he's a heavy drinker. And, you know, he he left Vanessa, who's the bomb, you know, his French wife. He left her for this woman. And Vanessa was probably ready to get rid of him at the time. Who, who knows what went on there, but she's never going to say. And I just feel like he... he fell for the young hot thing. And I feel like this was just a perfect storm coming together. But yeah. how that ended up coming across is she looks like she, because she's not a good actor, her bad yeah. acting fucked her in the trial. This is my yeah. opinion. Her terrible acting just sank her, right? And then Johnny, who is an icon, he could literally have killed someone, and I think people would have been defending him, right? Yeah. Um. He killed her career, that's for sure. But like he, you know, he's trying to get his, he's trying to get his career back. So he's got something at stake here, and he ends up like he ends up becoming like a meme, a giant pint of wine, a mega pint, like a, yeah. yeah, the mega pint. Like he ends up becoming the darling of this. People are shipping him with his lawyer. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It was yeah, like it I was like, y'all, the these are real people. Yeah, it highlights like how we all like. And I, I definitely fell into, I think, some tropes and some traps that other people did. But I don't feel especially, you know, terrible about it either. I just, I feel like her manipulation and her terrible acting did her in in the end. And and I want them both to go away. I want her to never act again. And I want him to just go be in stuff and then stop leaning on crutches like a wig or a prosthetic and just go find your acting roots and just go play a, yeah. play a guy, just play a guy, get your money. And hopefully he's stopped drinking. I don't know. He needs to stop drinking because he's drinking himself into the grave. Yeah. That'll be sad. It was, it was hard for me to just like get into it or pick sides too, because like the people who were pro Johnny, mm -hmm. it, they're insufferable. And, and I was like, <laughs> well, they're insufferable too. But also like, I remember like sometimes I would like let it play as I was like working um, and like me, like being like, okay, like, I feel like Johnny's telling the truth. I feel like he's being authentic. I mean, compared to her, I mean, there's obvious, is the, the whole thing, her whole testimony just kind of like reeked of inauthenticity. And then when they brought, um, like character witnesses in there, there was inconsistencies with her story. Yeah. And, but then the problem is when I, 
when I even when I start thinking, you know, I think I'm on Johnny's side, and I land on that side on the internet, and it's people being like, "This is why females don't deserve rights," and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "Okay, I yeah. don't think." And then it makes me like start to like second guess a whole lot of things to the point where I just kind of had to like scoot everything away, detach myself, back away slowly. That's my mantra is just back away slowly and just tell myself I don't need to be um, I don't need to know every single thing that happens for this thing because ultimately it does not affect me. So Yeah, and I think just playing it for the way it was played. I think we I think we're just so post this trial. I'm like, who is this? Everybody's we're just I felt like it, we were living in the 80s again. I felt like 2022 was the 80s. We're just we're we're fighting the Russians again. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're we're having some democracy issues. We're we're having like these public squabbles between like uh on the cusp of being well in the case of Amber Heard, on the cusp of being like has beens. We're fighting in the streets. It just remind me of like the Tom Arnold Roseanne Barr thing. Like, you know, there was a lot of like, are we just reliving the fucking 80s? Um yeah, I feel like, and also I feel like everybody's lost their fucking minds. I really feel like everybody's lost their fucking minds. Everybody's doing as they wish, doing as they please. And I think things are bubbling up and people are not doing well. And yeah, uh, yeah I, the trial was just kind of like the perfect summation of kind of where we are culturally right now. Um, And just when, and I, every, I say this to myself, my mantra's become, I love this. I wonder what's actually wrong with it. <laughs> like exactly. You know, like exactly. I really love this. So what fucked up person made this thing that I like? You know? <laughs> I, I'm enjoying yeah. The Witcher. What could possibly oh fuck? And then somebody leaks something on Mastodon about Henry Cavill possibly being a turd. You know, just a shitball. And I'm like, great. Great. Those dark like three or four weeks on the internet where people were fan casting him as Aegon the Conqueror. Oh my God. I was like, yeah. please don't, please don't, please don't. You know, he dated the, the chick who got kicked off a of Mandalorian, the QAnon lady. So they dated. He Did he really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't I mean, know that. I mean, and she went off the deep end, deep, like, deep Nazi deep end. end. Oh yeah. Like the deep, like the Sig Heil. Woo. So did y'all, yeah. did y'all watch um, Don't Look Up? Yes, we did. It was a documentary. It was kind of like it was kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, and then like- you know, this I, this will be three hours, but and I know we should wrap this up. But I'm just going to say it's been such a surreal time. And then the day yeah. that I'm here in the office, I'm I'm doing some work. Ian has gone to the store, and he says there's two helicopters in the air. And the last time we had helicopter, we don't have helicopters flying in this neighborhood that often. Mm-hmm. That's I'm going to say something super white. We don't have the kind of we're like on the cusp of Venice. So when there's a helicopter flying over our neighborhood, it's usually a foot chase. It's run probably from Venice into here, right? Whatever, or or it's whatever. So it could be it could start here. I'm just saying we don't have that much trouble with that sort of thing. But during the daytime, in the middle of the day. This was just weird. It was two helicopters. And did you say that they were did you could you tell the police or that they were news media? I don't I'm not sure what we're talking about. You were driving to location sound, I want to say. Okay. And then I was sitting here in the office and there was just two birds overhead. It, what it turned out to be was that Anne Hayes had driven into this woman's house. Oh, okay, yeah. That's literally down the street on Walgrove. 
we we drive past this every day, this street, this thing, and we're finding out that, that someone is driven into this house, and that's why these these coppers or these helicopters this are over the house probably, for like yeah. four hours. They're out there. And we find out this is Anne Hayes, and she's driven into this woman's house. Didn't hit her, her dog, or her turtle, but clearly disturbed on medication, on very drunk, and had driven into this house. And it was just one of those things where I remember that happening, and just it was just sort of the period on the end of this big, long scream. That started in 2017, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like to me. And I just remember just not wanting to even watch TV, do anything. I just wanted to sit outside, you know, and just look at the sky. Yeah. So there's just been a lot of crazy things that have happened and is so and so many bad things that it's hard to put things into perspective. Yeah. So I'm looking for things that give me joy. So it was a real bummer to see that trial. It was a real bummer to see we're still uh, paying a penny to watch the mad people bang their heads against the bars kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. You know, and I wish that we had evolved past this and hopefully that we will. I hope, I hope that we will. Well, I mean, it's it's just kind of exhausting feeling like our culture and society and civilization is constantly on a tipping point. Yeah. I mean, like the, like the inflation, the the gas prices early in 2022, the great resignation, everything is constantly feeling like it's on the tipping point, but history has kind of told us that very few times that that happens, it hardly ever changes. It just gets to a boiling point and someone sets the reset button. Yeah. And then we kind of forget about it until we get mad about it again. And then it's just like this cycle, which is, it's just exhausting. So that's, that's yeah. plays into like me stepping away from like, like I don't need to know everything that's happening. If something really big and important happens, I'm bound to figure out or to like, you know, find out about it. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm very much, turn inwards now about my career, the people I'm living with in my life, my family and just again trying to find something where it just doesn't constantly feel like I'm just like constantly in survival mode even though that's that's just what's happening. I think that's where probably we should at least close out this episode I'm I'm in that same space with you. I think we, the three of us are. I think everyone's in that place where we're ready for the reset button, or we're, we've all hit the reset button for ourselves, not being so online, so available, so accessible. Yeah. But oddly enough, I wanted to come back to this space with the three of us to have this time. So mm-hmm. maybe I've already hit the reset button um, to want to come back here for whatever, if it's monthly or bi-monthly or whenever it strikes our fancy, just to... I don't know. Say hello, spend time yeah. with our listeners and with each other. Because uh, I am looking for some reconnection. I don't want to be plugged in 24-7. I just want to spend time Same. with the people I care about. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Wow, that really brought us down with the Anne Hache thing. Uh, yeah, we were like kind of going, and then I just went, yeah, maybe we'll cut it out. Um, we'll see you soon. I think we're gonna we're gonna be back again. I think I feel like it's yeah, hearts. yeah. I think so too. We'll be seeing a lot more of all of you, all three listeners who got the notification and they were like, "Oh my god, I'm still I subscribed to this still fucking podcast." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we did you guys a favor. We left it up. We didn't charge a dime for it. We've probably made no. a whole $26 on Anchor. You know. A whole $26, yeah. Yeah. There's people still listening. I hope so. I mean, you know the metrics. But, uh, hey, maybe it'll be a thing. We'll come back and we won't, I won't end on such a downer note, man. So Lisa, though. So typically me. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys soon. We'll talk to you soon. We'll be in your earbuds soon. Yeah. And uh yeah. Thanks for for coming back with us and sitting around and, and catching up post breakup. Post break. <laughs> we'll see what the future holds. Let's see what the future holds. And on that All note. Right. Bye everybody. Bye.